Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us here at Cloud Wars Live, where we explore the dynamic worlds of digital business and digital innovation by speaking with thought leaders and executives driving the profound changes in how we live, work, learn, play, and dream. Our guest today is Bobby Berry, Senior Vice President of Business Solutions for Fruit of the Loom, the iconic maker of casual clothing that, in spite of being 167 years old, is deploying some thoroughly modern technology to engage with and delight its customers. Bobby, welcome to Cloud Wars Live, and thanks for joining us. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. So, Bobby, tell us a little bit. You know, you got a company that's 167 years old. How do you use digital technology and keep that sort of modern mindset uh, at the forefront all the time to be sure you're keeping it up to date with these, you know, sort of hard-charging and constantly evolving digital consumers? It's a bit of a challenge. You know, like you said, 167 years old. And sometimes you get set in your ways, but I think that, that Fruit of the Loom has been very, very good at just kind of adapting to change, changing internal processes, but also understanding that, like you said, the consumers are expecting a different kind of relationship with brands and with CPG companies like ours. So we've been fortunate to partner with some great companies that have great technology platforms that help us internally collaborate, but also externally collaborate with both our business partners and our consumers. Bobby, could you just go into that a little more deeply? So what are those types of changes that you described with your business partners and with consumers? What new expectations do they have for you? Yeah, I think, I think just speed is probably the, the most obvious one. I think that the transactions that we have with our business partners have to be faster uh, and have to be more collaborative. So there's a lot of back and forth when we do things like product development. We do a lot of back and forth as we create new product. And then when you're creating product, you're creating it for consumers. So there's, there's an engagement that is necessary with consumers. It's not the if you make it, they will buy it strategy anymore. It's the you need to make precisely what your consumers want, whether it's function or style. We have to understand what really is at top of mind for those consumers and really have these collaborations with them, whether it's focus groups, whether it's some of the, some of the direct marketing that we do with the platforms yeah. that we have, really just constantly getting feedback. Bobby, I love how you said that, you know, that it's not just an approximation, but exactly what they want. And I think sometimes that's, you know, I talk to my young adult daughters and uh, I just say when I was your age, you know, we would go into a store and you would hope that you could find the thing that most closely approximated what you wanted. And today, <laughs> right, I mean, that's, that's like an ancient history. No, so, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's not about which color car do you want as long as it's black. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, what specific shade of red is hot for this season. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Bobby, your role, um, you talked a little bit about here, uh, the, the, you know, the incredible importance of speed. But could you talk about some of the top priorities you know, you have right now for you and your team? Yeah, we have, you know, some pretty, right now, top of mind for us is really providing uh, our business partners with the digital platforms that they need to engage with our consumers. That's probably priority number one for us. And really building this customer 360 view. I think different technology leaders in, you know, in the market right now, kind of think they call it the customer 360. It's just really providing a platform to aggregate all the information we have about our consumers so that we can craft messages to specific segments well. So a lot of my work and a lot of the team's work right now is building marketing solutions that are tailored and customized for different segments of kind of consumer space. And Bobby, I suspect 
Fruit of the Loom has, you know, multiple ways in which it reaches those consumers, right? Absolutely. It's the, the old fashioned, I'll say the old fashioned, you've always got your circulars and things in stores, but that's sort of, you're not talking to a specific consumer, but you, you definitely have the marketing platforms that speak via email, that speak via texting, speak via one-to-end social media platforms, and probably a new one that gets created every other week or so. Bobby, we had chatted briefly about this beforehand, but could you tell me a little bit about your title, right? I think that we so often see people involved with technology might have their title involve something that relates more to the technology itself rather than to the outward value it's creating. But yours as you know, Senior Vice President of Business Solutions really seems to be a more forward-looking or externally oriented title. Was there some thought behind that? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think that, you know, as you stated, it's, it's you know, the role of IT is changing a bit. It's less about, you know, how many servers you can run and, and you know, how patched everything is. That's still a critical component for IT operations. But at Fruit of the Loom, my role is really kind of bridging that gap, understanding the problems of the business and then pulling together the right technology to solve the problems. We don't we don't value how many servers we create or even how well they run, honestly, at least in my role. It's more about did we solve the business's problems? And then did we do it honestly? Did we do it economically? Did we do it effectively? That's kind of how I measure. It's interesting, Bobby. We were talking to a senior level tech executive at a CPG company last week, and he was laughing. He said, as we move to the cloud, we're even becoming a little bit of a profit center because he said we were able to sell all the servers that we had accumulated for so long. Uh, he said, you know, our CFO really loved that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely right. I think that, you know, I don't think I've turned that corner just yet, but I think that I think that I've certainly, certainly gotten to the point where, you know, when you do capacity planning on the infrastructure side, when you can add in that variable of, I can move this in the cloud, I can run this in the cloud, and you kind of go through a decision process to which applications can run well out in the cloud, whether they're PaaS or uh, you know SaaS kind of solutions. You know, Like I said, I don't think I've turned that corner just yet, but I've certainly bought fewer machines, fewer compute, yeah. uh, a little bit less storage because I kind of leverage cloud storage for a lot of things. So it, yeah, hopefully I'll turn the corner and the CFO will pat me on the back someday. <laughs> Yeah, something to look forward to. But so, Bobby, you know, you just talked a little bit about some of the advantages there with the cloud. Could you talk about, you know, the, uh, the broad cloud platform and how that's helping you achieve your goals? Yeah, I think agility probably is the most obvious benefit for us. I would say agility and capability. I mean, trying to build some of the capabilities that are available by clicking a button in these cloud yeah. platforms yeah. is just night and day. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes some IT organizations think that it's, that's part of the job or that's, that's what you're hired for is to go build those solutions. In my mind, if I can click a button and solve the problem, I've got a hundred other problems to solve. So that's probably the biggest benefit, uh, the agility and just the capabilities of those platforms, whether it's the fundamentals of pure IT functions like we were talking about and compute and storage that yeah. some applications still require, whether it's solutioning things with some of the past offerings, whether I can enable the feature X, Y, and Z, plug them together and I have a really nice solution for something, or right. full-fledged SaaS offerings, which are just these complete packages of tools that cover everything from CRM, your your marketing and your e-com platforms, your collaboration platforms. If I can hit button 
buttons, turn all that on, enable it for the organization, then that's a win for me. And Bobby, those seem to tie back immediately to one of the very first things you mentioned about speed out mm-hmm. to your business partners and consumers. Yeah, absolutely. N- nobody's going to be impressed that I created a server and I installed some software and I keep it patched <laughs> and yeah. you know things work. They're, they're impressed when I can say, oh, you need feature X. I'll turn it on tomorrow for you. That's right. what they're impressed by. And now a quick break to hear from our sponsor. SAP Experience Management is helping businesses connect to their customers and then connect customers back to those businesses. Just listening to your customers is not enough. Businesses need to respond, react, and relate to them as individuals. Each one of them has his or her own likes, dislikes, and preferences. By combining experience data with operational data, SAP can help your business turn customer insights into actions that make their experiences better. SAP Experience Management helps you turn customers into fanatics and products into obsessions. Learn more at sap.com xm. The best on SAP. Now back to the show. So, Bobby, the broad topic, right, that uh, is we see so often these days, digital transformation. And in some ways, the term's been overused. But if you clear out some of the fog around it, it really is an extraordinary concept here and how companies like yours, whatever its age, whatever markets it's in, how do you use that digital technology to get close to consumers, more in lockstep with them? Could you tell us a little bit about, you know, through this transformation at Fruit of the Loom, what are you and your company able to do now that you couldn't do before? Yeah, I think you know, kind of it all ties back to kind of, uh, again, kind of thematically what we've been talking about. It's the ability to move quickly, to collaborate kind of seamlessly. We used to have a lot of walls yeah. that just kind of formed over 160 years. This group was responsible for A, this group was responsible for B. There were conversations between them, but there weren't really kind of these smooth channels for these operations to kind of take place. So as we brought in collaboration platforms, I think the kind of the digital transformation, the internal digital transformation is breaking down all those barriers kind of in, uh, you know, we talk a little bit about too. I mean, just the collaboration is important, but the data democratization is important too. really kind of providing everyone in the organization with the same data points so they can make informed data-driven decisions has been a probably the biggest internal transformation that I've seen that I've been a part of some of the tools that we've deployed just to cover the swath of analytics. That's kind of the internal, the external transformation is really that leveling up of our capabilities to market to individuals. We talked a little bit before about, you know, the different channels we market. It's, you know, you used to spend a lot of time and energy building circulars or catalogs or, you know, other, other means of communication, which worked well for a very long time. I still have Sears catalogs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, sure. they work great, but it, the, Sears, the Sears catalog is more of a picture of the past. Yeah. Now it's about how hyper-segmented can I get? How specific can I get? How predictive in some of the email marketing that I run can I get? So that's the transformation for the external communications that we've had. Great summary there. And then I know I was introduced to you via some people from Microsoft. So can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how Microsoft's helping you? Yeah, absolutely. They, they're Probably one of our, our key partners, for sure, part of our digital transformation. We, we were an old shop. We had on-prem mail servers, and we were very excited that they ran. But I think that very early on, it's probably been six, seven years or so, as we were trying to decide what our next steps were going to be, we partnered with Microsoft to deliver these collaboration platforms 
that was sort of step one. It was to bring us into the 20th century almost from yeah. the on-prem stuff to the to the cloud-based stuff. And I think that was that was probably one of the very, very first cloud initiatives we had is transitioning everything from SharePoint to Office Online uh, and Outlook and all those things in the cloud. That was a key transition. It kind of set the organization up for uh, what was coming next. And then, then we migrated everything over. We were looking for an analytics platform. Microsoft Power BI was just, it, I don't know how long it had been out when we were taking a look at it, but when we renewed our agreement with Microsoft, we added in all those capabilities. And yeah. then you started this data transformation for the organization, which has been, like I said, it's probably been the most interesting one for me. All of that very much in line with the strategy that you've laid out, you know, speed, agility, nimbleness, capability, and that ability to hit individual consumers. Fascinating there. So Bobby, <laughs> what's next for you and your team? Ooh, it's, I, I could tell you, I could tell you what's on my list right now, but you talk to me in a week, it might be something a little bit different. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of the nature of what's on yeah. my list. It's, it's okay. This, I think the first thing on my list is the following items may change next week. So, but, sure. but like I said, we, we have a lot of, a lot of work kind of with consumer engagement going on. I think that's going to be the theme for at least my team for the next probably 12 months or so. We have a lot of projects globally from a an e-commerce and B2B commerce perspective that we're deploying. A lot of analytics work, like I said, just continue to drive that data-driven organization. A lot of data strategy work that we're going to be doing. I think that, you know, I think it's just an, an IT professional. I think it's important to always know that top of mind for us is endpoint security and security in general. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. thing that Microsoft has helped us with tremendously just as we migrate to Windows 10 and all the endpoint securing components that are on Windows 10 and all the telemetry we're able to see by having that whole cloud platform to have visibility into all those endpoints. So yeah, security, consumer engagement, and then next week I'll add four or five more. <laughs> yeah, just keep it rolling. Bobby, that, uh, yeah. you know, one thing that what you talked about was security, and I think it was till 18, 24 months ago, there were a lot of businesses that said, hey, the cloud seems to have some appealing qualities, but geez, I don't know if I can trust it for security. And I think over the last year and a half or two years, a lot of businesses have come around and said, you know what, these cloud companies do this full time. They're going to be able to deliver better security for me than I could by myself. Do you think, is that a fair assessment? I, th I think it's fair. I think it's kind of a trust relationship you have to have with partners. Yeah. And I think it's important to pick the right partners. I feel like we've picked really good ones, Microsoft in particular. I mean, it's like you said, it's, I can't imagine that we could do it any better than a dedicated team of IT professionals, whether they're platform professionals or security professionals, this is what they do day in and day out. They're going to do a really good job at it. And it's kind of part of their brand promise too, right? If they don't yeah. do that well, yeah. it's not just me that suffers, it's the entire company. So they're going to do it well, for sure. Bobby, any final thoughts from you? Anything you want to be sure to bring up? It's a, always a challenge to keep up in this space. I, mean, I think our partners are kind of driving a lot of that, I was talking to some people at Microsoft just last week, you know, just about the relationship, kind of to go on a little bit of that relationship you spoke of. It's fun to partner with organizations that move at the pace that they do, like Microsoft. Yeah. It, I yeah. think it challenges companies like ours who have a long, long history. It challenges us to keep up. It challenges us to try new things, to not worry about breaking some things because, you know what, it's easy to fix it. So I think that it's great to have good partners like that that challenge you, that keep you moving fast, 
keep sending updates. I think initially when we started talking about these constant rollouts of patches, it kind of freaks everybody out. But the reality is that's reality. That's kind of the yeah. nature of things nowadays. You have to constantly change. Yeah. Well said, Bobby. Bobby, this has been great. Thanks so much. And thanks to all of you listeners. I, I hope you'll join us for other episodes of Cloud Wars Live as we explore the unfolding adventures in digital business and how those are changing, how we live, work, play, and dream. Bobby, thanks a million for joining us. Thanks for having me. And to you folks who are listening, please share your feedback with me at bobevanspa at gmail.com. And we'll catch you next time.